0: Adventist Radio London, inspiration for the soul.
1: Oh, yes, Fall Afresh is the song, Juanita Francis is the singer, and you're locked in, tuned in to the best program. No, not the best program, but one of the best programs on the airwaves, and it's Talking Point with Ray Zenia and Angela and our guest. We have a show and a half for you today. I'm telling you, man, God is in this thing. Uh, we got a presenter as well as we have somebody that will share with us um, an experience. And, um, and we just want to encourage everybody, hallelujah, to stay locked in, tuned in. As a matter of fact, call a friend, call the police, call somebody and tell them to get locked in to Adventist Radio London. Send them the link so they can download the app. And uh, we want to thank um, Brick's kids for what has gone before, Mark and his crew for the story time. And of course, um, we had the... I was going to say Paul and uh, Request... Oh, yeah. And it was charlie wasn't it uh, that was there with the request show today and before that we had some technical difficulties so bear with us we we're working in blind i haven't got no lights on here at all to tell me what's on what's off we're doing blind stuff but it's because we are in ministry we expect a hardship every now and then so we will just keep on going in jesus name well ladies it's good to see you all again um once again it's it's it you know i'm surrounded by ladies it must be my plight in life um i don't know they 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 what, what was that sorry i didn't hear
2: blessings blessings, <laughs> Not plight,
1: no blessings in life blessing <laughs> in life okay cool 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 um we have uh, i got two people that's strange um okay I'm trying to wonder why I have Jackie and I have a Galaxy S10. Um, so whoever the Galaxy S10, let me know who you are, and we we can roll with you. Um, but nevertheless, Jackie, thank you for being with us. And um, okay. um, and I know that uh, it takes a lot to share, so we're just grateful that you will share. Um, with us um, yes. for the next few minutes and um it's sad that I've, it's taken this long for us to get reconnected again um amen <laughs> but it's good yes. I'm I'm glad you're here um, yes me too
3: It's a long time
1: yes yeah, it's, it's, it's a uh, long how time how are you i'm good i'm good i'm good um meet meet angela and zenia who's my co-host for this program um they are they, okay. They look better than they. Uh, anyway, let me not say nothing. Um, but they could be difficult at times. So um, I pray, I pray for uh, you. On the, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They, 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 they're a lot easier than I am. Trust me.
3: No, I still
1: got good. that. I still got that. I think the older I get, the you worse it is. It. The older I get, the worse it is. Probably. I think. So. <laughs> um, yeah. For a lot of people. Yeah! 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 um uh, above you on my screen is Nicole. so meet Nicole. Nicole is our expert for the day okay. and um, she deals with everything breast related and and, and, and please I, I'm, I, I, I want the listeners to know that I'm not making this up. okay this is this is this is, um, from her bio this is what I'm reading from the bio okay so um, okay yeah. so, so she's, she is she talks a lot about breast so um, right. And gotcha. uh, and so <laughs> she will give us her uh, tips, insights. Of course, we want to know a bit about her, uh, that kind of thing. Um, before yeah. we get into that, um, I want to talk to Angela and Zenia about how the week is gone, ladies. Um, talk to me, yeah. Angela and Zenia. Um, Here you guys, you go. Yeah, uh, I'm
2: I'm I'm finding it increasingly difficult to answer that question. My weeks, uh. <laughs> I was just blowing by. I don't know if anyone else finds that, uh, but generally good. Can't recall anything otherwise. Mm-hmm. So um, it must have been a good week. Um, still watching the weather. Don't know. It just doesn't seem to want to come into summer and in its fullness just yet. So we'll watch and wait. A lot going on in the news. Obviously Harry and William unveiling um, the statue of their mom.
1: Yeah, um, yeah,
4: yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. That. I don't know why, but it, it just, it seemed to me that it was the first time they were seeing it, at least Harry was seeing it, and I thought that was strange, but um, I don't know anything about unveiling statues, so,
4: <laughs> but I thought they would
2: have seen it beforehand, um, and all the time, you know, give their opinion and, and whatever else, but um, mm. there's a lot of opinion out there on it, certainly,
4: yeah. and
2: of course, the hurricane that's um, just um, passed through Uh, The Caribbean, that was a shock to me. I learned about that this morning. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so our prayers are with, uh, especially Barbados, they seem to be hit particularly hard by that. Um, And uh, Nicole, I don't know, I think Trinidad was somewhere in the mix as well. Um, So, yeah, we just, our hearts and our prayers remain with with the Mm. region because it is hurricane season and, um, yeah, it's just the beginning.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's been that kind of week. I mean, I, I you know uh, anyway. Let me let me let Angela talk before I, I butt in with, with my my <laughs> highlight for the week. Come on, Angela.
5: Well, again, it's um, been a busy week. Um, I'm finishing so my last week at my current well, at uh, my current job. So it's a new job on Monday.
1: So hold on, so hold on. So now, now, is this is this your real job, or is this one of the fifteen that you had?
5: This is my real job. Okay. 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 <laughs> um, yes. mm-hmm. Still working for the same place, but just going to be taking
1: a, a new role. Okay. Is this, um, is this, so this promotion? It is, this pro- is this, promotion?
5: Kind of, but it's going to be part of a new team. Going to be basically focusing on wellbeing and welfare. Okay. Um, stuff. So in the university, I work, for, I work at universities, you know, um, there's obviously a lot of, especially following the pandemic.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, but
5: there's been a lot before, a lot more awareness around mental health challenges, difficulties, and how much students need the support. So this is you know, going to be a new team building another layer of support um, for students. So that's quite exciting. Um, yeah. So really, it was kind of just wind- say winding down. I really would love to say, but I finished everything and I kind of haven't. So mm. bits and pieces i probably still need to do
4: <laughs> next right.
5: week uh, right, right, or right. this weekend. But um, that's been, yeah. So it's been, and as Sonia said, the weather has been a bit up and down. Um, I really recognise how much the weather really affects my mood. Um, you know, mm-hmm. if it's blue skies and sunshine, I'm having a fabulous day. Mm-hmm. If it's gray and dull, I just want to, this one lines my duvet. Mm-hmm. So it's been really up and down. So, it's hard to felt a so hold on a second. Enjoy.
1: Hold on a second. If it affects your mood, that Here's means that. that with the 12 days we have per year of sunshine, uh, you're at your <laughs> optimum. Um, so the other times uh, we really don't want to engage you no
5: i just know it just means that i have to work a lot harder okay. and do other things to make sure that my mood is lifted self-care is a big thing for me right. it's a bit of a buzzword we always hear it about so i do lots of things that will be things for me and to make sure that my mood is lifted really.
4: right right, right. But yeah
5: but in terms of talking about the news yeah um an interesting one um bill cosby and his yeah device. yeah yeah
4: yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. An
5: interesting one and i think I'm not quite sure how I feel about all of this, but it just made me think. Without going into anything details of the case, might have you? How sometimes women in situations like this are let down by the system,
4: mm-hmm.
5: and you know, sometimes the people who are supposed to be upholding that are either lawyers, whoever. Sometimes are not doing the best thing and the right thing mm-hmm. overall. Um, yeah. So I kind of, you know, obviously without going into the case, the details and everything else. I mean, yes, yes, he's been freed. Yeah. Whether that makes him not guilty for what he's done, that's questionable. Yeah. But I feel it for the victims, or potential victims, or alleged victims. Alleged you know, is a word. Yeah, yeah. For as yeah. Well. So, yeah. Mm. Uh, mm. mm. I leave the football one to you. Okay. 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 You know <laughs> where I'm was, going. Uh, oh, I've been watching a little bit. You
1: know, I've been watching
5: a little bit of the, <laughs> you know go- bit of the tennis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um,
1: Coco. I was Coco. Really saddened. Sorry. Huh? I said well, Coco. Yes.
5: Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a highlight. Yeah. But I was really saddened to hear to see. Serena and what happened to her, and just you know, listen, couple people, she's at the top of her game. And I think she, you know, I know she loves it, and I'm not saying she should necessarily do this, but I'd almost wanted to say just retire, retire yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, she needs to quit Play now. tennis with your child, with your your daughter, yeah, play for fun. You know, you are one of the greatest, so yeah, you know,
1: I, I think agree every time she
5: comes out and tries to play, she ends up injuring herself. And I just think to recover from all of that, time and time again, was so supposed to be. So
1: mm. It was a bit heartbreaking
5: to see that. Really, how much yeah. like, she was upset as well. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but you okay. know, being an athlete, is just, just tough. Yeah, yeah. I know. I did a little bit of exercise. You, <laughs> I'm finished for the week.
1: You want to try? You want <laughs> to try, <laughs> try? You want to try being a preacher? Yeah.
5: Um. I can. I need to <laughs> <can> imagine. <laughs> um,
1: um, but so my. Yeah, but
5: again, glad that we're here. Yeah. At the so, how was your week? Well,
1: the week, of course was football wall to wall for the last two weeks it's been football um and uh being some of the best games i've seen in my lifetime and i'm only 21 and um mm-hmm. you know uh, my team my team was france but they got knocked out this week i don't want to talk a lot about football because we're on sabbath however um, um raheem sterling i just got to say i just got to say that, you know, knowing him as a youngster, when, we, when I first met him and seeing him now on the stage of his life, I want to say there is a God. Um, you mm-hmm. know, his father who, who got killed in his presence, gunned down, and, um, and, and, and the, the, the difficulty he had as a child coming through. And, and he always seems to get blamed for the negatives in that football thing.
3: Mm-hmm. He always
1: seems to be the one, they, the scapegoat is the word I'm looking for um but you know statistics don't lie and he scored more goals except for harry kane than anybody else in that team and and he will never get the recognition and i won't tell you why because it's not that show that kind of show but he did get his mbe um he did get his mbe uh for um everything to do with race and diversity and all the rest of it so that lets you know a little bit about why he doesn't get the recognition he gets. However, um, it was good to see him on center stage doing what he does and working hard for the team. And um, uh, I'm not going to say no more because they're playing right now. And um, and and anyone who has who has broken the Sabbath or is not on this platform, Amen. And because you're watching football, I pray that your TV shuts off right now, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I pray. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't say. I didn't mean to say all of that. Okay, All right, Good, good. Anyway, yes, Angie, you're gonna say.
5: Oh, I was just gonna say, but there was still controversy around him this week. I remember not unless to talk about football. Yeah. In terms of how he was recognised, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. many of the many of the reports would have made you think that actually he wasn't part of the fact that they England had, was going to have any place into the next thing yeah. in terms of him being the scorer. Yeah. I remember looking for the scores, thinking, "Well, who scored the first goal? Forget about the second one."
1: Yeah. But that's, if they right. Had the first one, that's right. That's right. That's right. They
5: wouldn't right. have been doing anything. So yeah, yeah. But, that
1: was quite interesting. But it's one of those, man. It's one of those. That's, that's been the highlight of my week. Um, just having the ability to watch football constantly on my phone, on my laptop in the house, on the TV, and just watching it—you <laughs> know what I mean? World to world football. If you want to please me, boy, just just give me world to world football, and we'll be good. Um, Theo and on on social media is having a good laugh at us as we talk about that. Um, so Theo, God bless you, Doctor Theo. Um, How long is the
2: football going on for? Um,
1: well, we next weekend it'll be done, um, and. Um, if they win today, then then they'll be in the semi-finals. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm
2: How long we have this, this cherry um, mood for? Just, just uh, trying to figure
1: that out. Are you implying? No, no, no. That my, Not mood. <laughs> my it's hard mood. That something you
5: people responded it makes us wonder.
1: Um, but you know, <laughs> the other highlight of my week was um, Angela and Xenia. Um, we went bowling last saturday night that's what i'm saying and um and i i i i i, I won i won the game mm-hmm. i won the
5: game <laughs> you
3: won you won a game
1: no yes. no no see 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 this right here this right here i you won, won the game, game. I w- you did
3: well done <laughs> one game
1: <laughs> anyway as yes. as uh, J- jackie please don't get involved in the whole situation okay you're supposed to be on my side you're my friend okay good you know,
5: we played two games.
1: <laughs> okay, what's it? <laughs> we played two games. I won the first and I let Angela win the second. And then, and then
4: Zen Zenya
1: and, and then Zenya faked the whole thing, said she had a hand injury. I mean, Angela. really, really, really. She had a hand injury because she plays tennis. Zenya you play tennis.
4: Really? I do
2: so indeed.
1: We're gonna see him in Wimbledon one day.
2: Um
1: yes. He good 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 doubles double. Good. Double. Double. Double, yes. doubles in trinidad is food yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> yes, it is.
1: good food too <laughs> um anyway with us on, on our on our set today we have trinidad. <laughs> <laughs> we have Nicole Joseph Chin did i get it right Nicole and um, Nicole is here for a very important reason um, she has been someone that I've had on my other show on a Sunday and I just felt that because of the subject matter we want to tackle um, that she would be somebody that could speak to that and so ladies we reached out to her she said yes and she's all the way from Trinidad uh, on the screen today um, she sounds and look like she's just round the corner um, <laughs> so we are happy that you are here, Nicole um, Let me just say, um, when she came on my show She talked about um, she knows breast um, As opposed to she knows best And she talked about all things breast-related And for a moment, I, I thought to myself I'm going to have to shut down the airwaves Um, just in case there's some strange folk listening who may get the wrong idea but it's all healthy, amen it's all good stuff it's all biblical, the focus, amen and most of all I'm trusting you right now, listener that you will learn a whole lot today about caring and listen to this I looked up some statistics today and there's a percentage of like 23% of all men um, come down with, with breast cancer I didn't realize it was that high. Um, oh. In the UK, anyway, um, it seems very high. And, uh, and mm. so, Nicole, thank you for coming um, to Talking Point today to share with us. And um,
0: thank you for having me.
1: Yes. Thank you. And, um, and, and for those, and there's a lady in Lewisham who, every time I bring someone from Trinidad on the airwaves, she gets excited. Okay, so I can't remember her name, but I can see her face now. I saw a few weeks ago. So, sis, if you're listening, this is one of your brethren on the screen or sister let me say that on the scene on the screen um and if you want to see what she looks like you can go to ray a patrick on facebook and uh, join our conversation there with the other listeners as well. Um, also, I want to tell you, you can join the conversation if you want to text us at 8228. 8228, write the word hoping capitals, leave a space, and then your message, and it comes right through to me on the computer behind me, and I'll be able to read out your, your question, your comment, or whatever it may be. Along with us um, is Jackie, and uh, you heard me talk to her at yeah. the beginning and uh, she is somebody I met um, because of um, her illness that she had and we prayed anointed and she'll tell us the rest of the story but um, Jackie I'm so glad you're with us and uh, and, and uh, let's hope that we can help some people along the way um, today yeah. here on talking point um, um, why is uh, okay? There's someone called Sonia coming on the thing. Is there someone called Sonia? Um, I've got these people trying to come on my, my my Zoom, so I'm not sure what that's about. Anyway, um, but they, if you if you want to see us, you can get us Ray Patrick on Facebook, or if you want to listen, you can listen Adventist Radio London. Um, but the Zoom presence is for participants and, of course, my co-host. Amen. And amen. Well, let's get ready to rumble. Um, I was going to play a song, but I just want to get into the conversation. Is that okay, ladies? I just want to get into the conversation and uh, and 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 have have the maximum time we can. So let's start with Jackie. Um, Jackie, yeah. um, when I met you, you were well. You tell us what you were diagnosed with.
3: Yeah. Um, well, I was diagnosed. Um, it was the diagnosis that uh, I I kind of like um, had a feeling that something through the Holy Spirit was wrong. Um, it was in the middle of my, well, it was at the end of my nursing course. And um, I, we met before, uh, before I had breast cancer. Um, mm. Do you remember, Ray?
1: Yes, yes. Uh,
3: it was just, it was, you, and you had you gave you had given me some advice yes. and um, and what to do. Mm-hmm. And after I had breast cancer, then we met. Uh, yeah. Sorry, before that we met up, and then when I had breast cancer, we met yes. up. Yes. And so, um, we had talked about it and prayed, mm-hmm. and um, we got uh, Laverne, myself. Um, Zadie, at the time, yes, we uh, we got a scripture Isaiah fifty three, because at the time when I was diagnosed, I I I kind of like self diagnosed at first, and I felt this lump, and six months ago, I'm going I'm going to go back six months. Yes, go ahead. Um, I'm going to go back because it has a lot to do with the Holy Spirit um, getting involved as well. So um, going back six months, in the middle of uh, my last year at um, college, um, I felt, I don't know why, but I just wanted to put my hand on my Mm breast and at the slide. I was just checking something, and I don't know why, but I didn't feel anything. Six months later, I did the same thing, and I felt something. And it was the size of um, a 50-pence piece now, I, I then went to the, to the doctor, they examined me and said, oh, don't worry, you know, you're, nat- you're naturally lumpy. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of like didn't really believe because in the back of my mind, I was, um, you know, thinking, no, I don't, I don't actually quite believe that because I didn't feel that six months ago. So it must be something um, new. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not an ordinary lump. Um, anyway, she did uh, the right thing. The doctor did the right thing. She actually sent me for a mammogram.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And um, before the mammogram, I saw another doctor. Um, and uh, he examined me and he said he couldn't find anything. So I showed him where it was. And he said, no, there's nothing there. It's all in your mind. Don't worry. Go home. Have a nice life and da-da-da. So um, he said, if you want to come back next week, you can you can go around the corner turn left turn right and it was one of those um convoluted um um uh what, what it, whatever he was showing me it was so difficult to get to I just didn't know um how to get to it to, mm-hmm. in other words how uh, you know next week if I decided to go to have my mammogram mm-hmm. I didn't know where to go so I stood I kind of like just stood next to him and um, i didn't move and he was writing his notes and he turned around and he saw me and he said you're still here mm-hmm. so i said uh yeah i um, i don't know where to go can you tell me again and he said the same thing and i still stood right behind him i'm standing there and he said oh okay look come i'll sh- show you where it is mm-hmm. so I followed him, Mm -hmm. went into the examination room Mm -hmm. and um, decided I was going to have the uh, mammogram because he said there was a space. So um, I did. And Mm -hmm. uh, he then said, after you've had the uh, mammogram, go home. You don't need to wait for the results because I'm um, 99% fully convinced that you haven't got anything. There's nothing. It's nothing. Wow. So basically, what what happens, um, Ray, when you... Before you have a mammogram, you're... You... Well, for me, they examine you first Mm -hmm. um, because they don't really want to waste time um, x-raying people when there's nothing suspect, okay? So um, I then... Um, because I was under, basically I was under the age of 50. So mm-hmm. um, after that, I mean, they they kind of like um, don't really, there's not a high percentage of people getting breast cancer under that age. Mm-hmm. I'm talking then. Yeah, and this sure. was like a few years back.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, not now. I'm just talking back then. Right. So, um, so anyway, uh, I had the mammogram. And... Um, I sat on the bed, uh, put my clothes on, and I just remembered what he said. Go home. Don't wait. Just go. Um, You don't have to wait on the results because he is fully convinced that there's nothing. It's nothing. So I kind of like, I got up thinking, oh, maybe I should, maybe, you know, it's nothing after all. So there's me walking down the corridor with a little, with a, a skip. Um, in my walk, um, feeling really happy. Mm -hmm. And um, the worst thing, Ray, was uh, I I never, ever forget the feeling. Um, It's just horrible. Um, As I was walking down the corridor, uh, two ladies came behind me, running Mm -hmm. behind me, calling my name, saying, Jackie, Jackie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Miss Wallis, sorry, Miss Wallis, could Mm -hmm. you come back here? Um, I didn't turn round. I just knew instantly that there was something. Yeah. So I turned to to her and I said, "You found something." She said, "Yes." Um, and I said, "Is it the size of a fifty pence piece?" She said, "Yes." Wow. Um, and it's highly suspect. So we went back into the uh, consultation room, and the doctor. She actually called the doctor in and told him to look on the screen and. She pointed it, she pointed out to him what was there, um, which was um, a huge mass with, um, it almost looks, it looked like spiders, you know, wow. like a spider um, yeah. or a spider web, you know, um, reaching out to different, you know, just stretching out and, um, you know, linking up with mm. other veins and what have you. Um, and uh, to this day, I can actually see this the doctor uh, standing, opening his mouth with shock. Yeah. Um, thinking, how could he have missed that? Mm. Um, so that was uh, an awful time. And yeah. then at that same time, they actually gave me um, uh, a, a, a biopsy. Okay. And um, a week later, uh, I was called into the room with my best friend, Laverne. We spoke to the consultant and uh, breath consultant, Mm -hmm. um, and there was a nurse sitting next to him. um, Mm -hmm. And I knew instantly that uh, he had some bad news for me. So, um, and the news was that we found a tumor. Mm. And it is an aggressive tumor and therefore we need to take aggressive action. So and that's when the whole course of
1: my chemotherapy uh started. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Jackie, um, um before we mm. go any further, I just wanna first of all commend you on on, mm. on on telling the story the way you did, um, because I've heard many stories of people that have gone through the diagnosis period of breast cancer, but you were very detailed. And um, uh. and, and, and I wanna thank you for that, um, that situation. Um, let me just go, ladies, if you don't mind, let me just go to Nicole and ask Nicole a, a, a very pointed question. Nicole, is this common that doctors misdiagnose breast cancer, especially an aggressive type of cancer. You know,
0: I'll tell you this many times, and Jackie, it's a pleasure to speak with you and to have you on the set with us. Thank you. It's, and you're, it's, it's commendable that you are a determined woman. Yes. Many times, because we may not come up as that risk population, that was historically considered a risk population, under 50 and all of those things, Mm -hmm. you would have found that that might have been missed because that's not a risk population. Sure. Technically. Technically. Right? And and historically. Mm -hmm. But of course, over the years, we have seen earlier diagnoses. We've seen family history involved. We've also seen lifestyle and all of those things involved. So over the years, what you've found is that surgeons have and and clinicians have now actually allowed a little more leverage in terms of let's check this. Yeah. Right. And I'll tell you, Jackie, Jackie has done what what most women tend to do. I am intimately familiar with my body. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: It's my anatomy. It's my breast tissue. I knew what wasn't there a month ago. I know what wasn't there a week ago. I know what it feels like. I know when I touch it, it doesn't feel like it's from me. It feels like foreign matter, foreign. Mm. So I want to address it with determination. Yes. So usually that 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 is a detection that is commonplace in terms of a woman saying, look, I didn't feel this a week ago, a month ago, a year ago. Yes. Something is not feeling normal. Mm-hmm. I am suspicious. And, you know, it's always good as well to be divinely guided, first of all, yes. and then instinctively determined to say, no, I'm not leaving. Stand yeah. up there and say, I'm not leaving <laughs> until you yes. check me. Yes. and. Uh, and, you know, that, that is one of the things I keep saying to women. Yes, we have to rely on the surgeons and the doctors and the clinicians, but let's not put the blame and the responsibility on them. Mm-hmm. Let's, let, us be, let us be very determined to work with them. Yes. So that we become a partner in my health mm-hmm. so that they can help me to be diagnosed. Because that's what Jacqueline did. Mm-hmm. She actually forged a partnership for her health so that it could become something that she was responsible for. Mm -hmm. To Mm intrude, and in fact, she took personal responsibility to address what was something suspect. Yeah. And in taking that determined approach to that personal responsibility, she got an outcome now it wasn't the best outcome, but it's the outcome that gives you longevity on your years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because once you know it's aggressive or you know it's there, any malignancy, what you do now is you address it. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is opportunity that nobody can pay for. That is bankable opportunity because it means once you remove what's there, you are now able to be treated to have a decent treatment plan to have dignity in your diagnosis and to move forward knowing that you are going to be well in the process
4: mm. so much, Jacqueline
0: yeah. I commend you and mm. I keep telling women when we do our education I keep saying to women start getting very familiar with your breast tissue start getting familiar with what it feels like what it looks like Check do your self examinations and on top of that do your just just be very aware and familiar with your body Mm
4: -hmm. don't wait
0: on your annual checkup or your six months checkup and take responsibility and be persistent if you find something is not feeling normal
1: Mm. thank you thank you thank you wow wow (laughs) wow um ladies i've asked um jackie's friend laverne to join us um, the one who was with her when she went for that uh, final diagnosis there. Um, yeah. Laverne, thank you for coming back on. Um, and, sure. and she's Jackie's friend and she's also my friend and counselor so so be careful, don't be careful, be careful. Um, <laughs> be careful but um laverne I, I need I need to ask a question. You're with Jackie. Um, they mm-hmm. give her the diagnosis officially mm-hmm. um, in your presence. Um, What are you feeling for your friend?
6: I felt heartbroken. Um, But I knew that I had to be strong for her and not show that heartbrokenness. Hmm. I had to be her rock at that moment. So my feelings were irrelevant. Yeah. This was about Jackie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I love that. I love that. Oh, ladies, ladies, talk to them. (laughs) Say something. What's on your mind, Zenia, Angela? What's on your mind?
5: Well, again, I want to kind of echo what you've been saying. um, Thank Jackie for sharing her story. Um, You know, and I can only, I can't even imagine what it must have felt like to get a diagnosis like that. Um, You know, we always worry about being ill and what have you. So thank you for sharing your story. But I wanted to actually uh, pick upon a point that Nicole had said about getting um, familiar with our bodies. Why is it that women seem to, it almost seems crazy to think that we find it difficult to be that familiar and sometimes are not as aware as we should be, um, whether it's about our, you know, examining our breasts or just knowing about our bodies in general. Um, any thoughts on that as to why that seems to be an issue um, at all? If I may jump
0: in. Uh, traditionally and historically in some cultures, it's taboo. To touch yourself, to talk about your body parts, to talk about anything is taboo. I want us to declare today that speaking of our body parts is not in any way irreverent. Amen. God doesn't punish us for it because he gave it to us and he created us. Mm. And if we are not aware and familiar with it, we're actually neglecting his word. Mm. So I would say, get familiar. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: I would say, don't be afraid because, you know, our cultures have told us, and our traditions have told us, talking about your body, watching your body is vanity. Talking about breasts is, is taboo and it's vulgar. So when we walk away from those kinds of you know, expressions, what we do is we actually lose opportunities to take care of ourselves in a wholesome way. Mm-hmm. So I encourage, I mean, we build our education programming so that we touch every aspect of a society. We speak to the girls we speak to the men we speak to the women we speak to the clinicians we speak to every community that there can be that will be impacted by anything that is relevant to health so when we're speaking you know we we make the terminology and the language easy and make it feel like it's worth saying because it's worth saying Mm -hmm. so that's really what's happened over the years you know and over time and then many times it's also what the stereotypical discussion around pop culture has done to us because it's sexualized breasts and body parts in such a way that the only time you talk about breasts is when you are re- you know referring to it in a negative way mm-hmm. so i mean if you look though at the importance and the value of breasts in every aspect of our world and our lives you'll recognize it's worth speaking about as openly and as kindly as we possibly can mm.
1: wow wow zenia what's and, on your mind oh
2: well, i just wanted to add there that I think fear and, and Nicole mentioned it um, mm-hmm. in terms of taboo and not wanting to talk about it but also being afraid of finding something or discovering something yes. or, or you know hearing bad news but but as Jackie um, in her persistence found out it's it's better to know it's better to, to get the information early get the understanding early um, the diagnosis early so that you can get help get support and get healed
4: mm-hmm.
2: um and I think for me even it's a personal story I, I there's a fear you know if you don't know it's not there but that's not
1: true yeah 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 um y- y- you know and, and I agree with you no, and and this is not only something um Xenia, that 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 speaks to to breast cancer this speaks to <laughs> you know it's like it's even now you know with the pandemic out there people don't want to take a test. They are terrified to take tests because one lady said, what if it's positive? Then I got to take time off work. Then I got to isolate. Then I got to do this. Then I got to do that. And so people are fearful when there's something like that, much less when we're dealing with the thing that has no vaccine. Um, and, 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 and and the reality is they don't test you for for any kind of cancer issues unless you go in there with that determination that you want to be tested um, and Jackie that's what I think Nicole is driving at and that is the that, that yes. determination. Um, yeah. to stand by the doctor and say, you're going to take me to the spot where we're going to do the mammogram. Jackie, yeah. Jackie, were you always a determined person or was this just because um, of how serious or what the Holy Spirit had placed in your head was happening? Well, if, I,
3: I, if Laverne could also answer that question. Laverne knows that I am a fighter. Um, She's I very determined. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> so there you are. Yeah. Um, yeah so I am a fighter mm. um and um i I just thought that um and the holy spirit i i didn't want to ignore what the holy spirit was was saying to me, yeah because yeah. I had no reason six months ago at, um, before I had breast cancer to to um six months later fill my breast there and then all through basically how I know it was the holy Spirit was that uh all through my, the, all through that year, I had, um, um, I, I was given like a, a vision um, showing that um, the cancer had shrunk after having chemotherapy mm-hmm. um, to a pea size. Wow. And um, I dreamt that, um, you know, the vision showed that it was as small as the size of a pea. Mm-hmm. And then when I... Because they, they, what they do, they give you a, 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 quite a few MRIs mm-hmm. and also um, ultrasounds. I mm-hmm. think it's called, um, where they put the uh, liquid over yeah. your breast yeah. and mm-hmm. put that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, you know, I've. Uh, I mean, th- there's. I mean, during that time, yeah. Um, it wasn't just one blow I had. Uh, this is quite personal. I've, only told uh, a couple of people. Um, But what happened to me over that time was uh, the first, um, they had told me that I qualified for um, a test. uh, uh, Sorry, it was um, an experimental test um, and they need 40 women. And I actually sued the Criteria. the criteria of mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and would I would I take part, participate? So I, I said yes because um, at the time when I had it it was like oh anything to get rid of this uh, cancer Yes
4: mm-hmm.
3: And um, I, I participated and um, they gave me uh, an injection. It was a chemotherapy injection. Um, and I had a mammogram it was like a before and then after
4: mm-hmm.
3: um, but I was told um, uh, the second well after one month they looked and they they felt my breast and they said that it was it, it obviously it has killed some of the blood vessels around the, the, the breast cancer and and um, And it's made the breast, sorry, the the cancer in your breast become jelly-like substance. So they were quite delighted that it had worked. Mm -hmm. So, but the hidden cost of having that was uh, it also killed my ovaries. What? And, yeah. Mm. So um, that was uh, something that um, they did not tell me. Now, um, it was. It wasn't until the um, sister, sister, actually, um, in the second month after having that, um, one of the sisters said, "Have they saved your eggs?" So I said, "No, they haven't." Um, well, I'm giving you this chemo, but you, you know, you're still having your periods, and you're still um, of that age where you can have children, have they saved your eggs? Why haven't Mm. they saved your eggs? It was like that. So she didn't give me the chemo. She went to inquire about this situation, Mm. and um, the situation was uh, that we can't save your eggs because um, this is what the doctor told and a sister,
4: mm-hmm. we
3: can't, well, told me as well, we can't save your eggs. The reason why, that would meant giving you um, a, a hormones and your cancer is hormone related. And that would bump up the cancer. I see. And allow it to spread even worse. And then, she said, "Where? and then where will you be? You will be with child, but you will be
1: also almost dead dead yeah so just yeah so but jackie uh, jackie before you say anything else i want to ask you this question why are they having this conversation with you after you've had uh, after they've started the experimentation yeah why wasn't this conversation had with you
3: this convers. yeah this is what annoyed me so much yeah um because i did um i went because before um, the the main chemotherapy, because the first chemotherapy I had was an experimental chemotherapy. and But it wasn't the six months chemotherapy which people go to right. and they lose their hair and all that. Right, right. This one was one that there were no side effects whatsoever. Mm-hmm. None whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So they told, you. Um, mm-hmm.
1: huh? so they told huh? you. So they told you.
3: So they told you. Yeah. There's no side effects. So... I was jumping with joy yeah yes and um the thing is they don't tell you these things until because they actually um decided for themselves what was good for me wow. and they didn't uh, um, empower me to make that decision myself
4: mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. and that was the bottom line mm-hmm. for them Mm-hmm. And it was uh it was basically a, a scientist that um made this made these proposals. She needed forty women that fitted the prescription. And that was what um sorry, the description and that was what uh, she got. Now, maybe she got those forty women um and they had already had children and they mm-hmm. didn't you know, and she just made that assumption.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So um i I was left between the between the devil and the deep blue well, sea. sea yeah yeah um also the doctor said to me that um my periods would return after mm-hmm. having chemotherapy mm-hmm. um and it didn't mm-hmm. basically it did not return um instead i had force
4: um,
3: what 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 they call it a force um Menopause, Menopause,
1: yeah, Mm -hmm. symptoms, Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, that was something else. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, hold on. This whole thing just sounds bizarre, (laughs) man. It does. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. It really does. But now, now, Jackie. Mm -hmm. So the Holy Spirit tells you that you got this Mm -hmm. lump. And, and, and he tells you it's the size of a 50 pence piece and all the rest of it so because yeah. of the Holy Spirit it, it, telling you that you are determined now because you know more than the doctors at this point and, and, and yeah. you, you go in there and, and the good news is, is that they detect it I mean I say good news because if they didn't yes. you may not be yes. having this conversation with me alright um, they yeah. detect it um, the choice between having chemo or not I don't mean the experimental, but I mean the the regular chemo that they give cancer patients. was that a major decision that you had to make or was it like whatever gets rid of this cancer let's just do it
3: well um the choice um, was at the time when you are do, uh, faced with something like that mm. you you believe what the the doctors are telling you that's the thing because I've never ever Faced cancer. Sure, sure. I've never ever known anybody in my family. I've I've heard and seen people um, faced with cancer and died. Now um, the choice was to me. They sold this drug. They yeah. they do that. They say I have this experimental drug. It's um, it, it's it works really well. We you you fit the
5: criteria.
3: You know, you you, you 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 know, you fit everything. Um, I can't remember the word. What I'm trying to figure, but mm. um, I I I if there was something that I thought I should have known, it didn't um, happen at that time. I just said yes to it because I was going to have chemo, and um, and and basically it was just one injection. Yeah. But knowing that one injection, as she said, there's no side effects, um, blah, blah, blah. blah. And it's something that we can use for people who have cancer, but may not be breast cancer, but um, in other areas of your body. Mm -hmm. And this drug um, works, would would work. So there were side effects in that
1: sense, because my ovaries died. And that's a major side effect, <laughs> brethren. Um, yeah, when, when, a major when, side when, effect, when yeah. When, when your cycle is still here, your eggs are still fertile, da 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 I mean, that anyway, anyway, once you sign a piece of paper, brethren, it's like they just go the extra mile um, yes. and, and yeah. they take it to where they want it to go. Um, Angela and Xenia, uh, what's going through your mind, man? You just heard what, 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 what Jackie's just said. Sorry. What's going through your mind? Sorry, go ahead.
2: I'm um, I'm trying to figure out. Is this in the UK? This this. <laughs> yes, you know. it's in
1: the UK. Not in Trinidad yeah. It's in the UK. <laughs> um,
2: it, you know, this sounds like some back of the third, third world, fourth world, some back in the bush sort of operation. I mean, for them to do something like that and make such a significant decision for Jacqueline mm. um, without her input, yeah, without her being fully informed, is is. Mm. Yeah, I, I cannot believe that.
4: That's,
2: that's incredible.
5: Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah. yeah. And I guess this is it also highlights, I guess, again, what we're saying about, you know, being really determined and, you know, we have to sort of ask the questions. And I'm not say, certainly not saying that you didn't do that, because like you said, we believe the doctors, as Nicole said, you know, we have to try and get into partnership with our healthcare providers. But, you know, sometimes that's what can make it really scary, because mm-hmm. sometimes if you just don't know, you just don't know. Right, and you're no. putting your trust and faith in, and Wow, i mean that's just it's heartbreaking to hear all of that because like you said a decision like that takes a
3: lot of things and has such an impact yeah It's just like
1: yeah
3: Yeah. Um, because on the one hand sorry on the one hand the doctor said after chemo um that the six months chemo your periods will come back mm
4: -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm. and um um with some women it doesn't it just depends yeah and um with mine, it it didn't come back. Mm. So I could only put that down
1: to... The injection.
3: Um, hello?
1: The injection. Yes.
3: We're here. Yes. The injection.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm
3: sorry. I don't know what's... We're hearing you, Jackie. We're hearing you? you. We're
1: hearing you. It's, 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 it's not a problem. Um, um,
2: can I just ask a quick question to Nicole? Um, because is this part of what you do ensuring that women oh. are as informed as possible when they're facing this journey. Hello? I think so, nostalgia yeah, we'll we'll is power. You know, and... Um, yes. To go into this blind, obviously, there's so many pitfalls, and, and you know, to be informed makes such a difference.
0: Because, yeah, yeah, no, the thing is... I have... I have been sometimes called troublemaker <laughs> because my role... Is to advocate for the education of women and that personal agency, okay. because some people okay. do have a Laverne to go along with them. Yeah. Some people don't have a Laverne. Yeah. And some people have a Nicole, but some people also might be afraid to access Nicole because they might say, "Oops, I might, I might get a little too feisty." Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. I might get too much information. There's never anything such as too much information. Mm-hmm. Yes. What tends to happen many yeah. times is that yeah. we don't know what we don't know. Mm-hmm. Yes, And because we don't know what we don't know, and particularly in a ve- very vulnerable state of being, we don't ask the questions that we should ask. So, that's why... I actually created a solution, a product, to get our self-care agency to be a little more proactive, meaning you ask the questions. So it's like a little check sheet
4: Mm. that
0: women would keep inside of their purse, handbag, wherever. Because it's easy to carry. It's it's easy to manage and to carry. So it's pocket pocket box size enough. Mm-hmm,
4: mm-hmm. It's called
0: the Treatment Companion. Okay. And I created that in 2007 initially. And then I did a, re, a revised edition in 2009. And we're actually now doing the electronic version um, as we speak. We're putting it together. And it's because, again, I mean, and the thing is, it's still, you know, there's still a lot of, Limitations to access for every woman. So, if there's a way we can get this globally distributed, in in its easiest format, it also helps mm. because it gives people personal agency. Yes. Because one of the interesting things around clinical trials, which is what it sounds like, Jacqueline yes. was engaging. Yes, in, yes. Is that with a clinical trial, you get a briefing of sort, and that briefing also tells you what are the side effects, what are the potential risks. It, it, You know, I mean, that's that's my awareness of a clinical trial in general for mm-hmm. anything.
4: Mm-hmm. Yes. And, then,
0: and then specifically for a particular drug. So, yeah. I mean, you know, th- it might be their word against you saying they told you everything. Mm. It might be your word saying, but I didn't hear this or I didn't know this. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that is obvious with most chemo medications uh, is that inducing of menopause that, induced chemo induced menopause so when that happens i mean yes there are women, and it really depends on our physiology as well sure because there are women who will actually regenerate and they will go back into that cycle and there's some women who don't
1: mm-hmm. there were
0: women who've had chemo and all of their lovely black hair turned gray when they when they actually had a new regrowth some of them all of their gray hair turned black To their happiness because they were tired of going to the hairdresser (laughs) so it really all depends but the truth is this there's a certain level of emotional security that every woman hopes to have and what i've been doing over the years you know i'm not a clinician i'm not a clinical or medically um trained person however i am trained in my discipline Mm -hmm. and why am I trained in my discipline and I'm well trained in my discipline because I've been doing this for two decades and what I've been seeing for two decades are the gaps that exist Mm -hmm. now the gaps don't necessarily exist from a clinical perspective or from negligence the gap just exists because sometimes we didn't think of that because we don't know what we don't don't know know.
4: Yeah, so
0: over the years what I've been doing is sitting in my little space and tapping away at the keyboard, (coughs) developing education, developing advocacy, developing awareness and creating standards around which we can work with that. Because the other thing is this, while I'm not a clinician, I am board certified with an international board because to provide my services internationally, I have to go through a board for compliance. Mm-hmm. So in truth and in fact, I have to do all the training and all the retraining and renewal every year because it's part of a non-clinical clinical intervention. <laughs> so my work is really, really around that education mm. and that empowerment. Mm. And it's really because there's so many voices that cannot ask the questions yeah. or don't know what to ask so mm. i i mean when i when i started the treatment companion in 2007 it was because every time a woman with a mastectomy came to me for a bra fitting for a mastectomy fitting for some of the solutions that we carry there was always a question or two that i asked that they didn't they couldn't answer mm. so i said okay if you can't answer this let's create a document, let's create a, a, a one place, one stop, where you can have everything so that it is neatly put together, it is cohesive, and when you go to one place without one thing, you get all your answers. Mm. So that's what I've been doing over the years, building toolkits, building toolboxes, building tools, and you know, the lovely thing is, I do it in collaboration with a lot of academic spaces, so universities i collaborate with them so we can build something that is robust mm. that is worthy of being accessible and that is really really helpful mm. i want to leave this earth knowing that if i could have done one more thing to make somebody's life easy it was done yeah so yeah. so that's 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 a long answer to your <laughs> short question
1: <laughs> um, uh, let me let me just stick a pin um, i want to i got to go <laughs> to a music break um we're going to come back jackie i want you to talk about when we come back um 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 the the healing process the healing process oh um, uh, can you hear me jackie you I, I did mute you um so if you can unmute and respond to me it'd be great mute. okay great great yes so yeah when we come back from the music break i do want to ask you that, that question about the healing process and where are you yes. now? And then Nicole, um, after Jackie has given us that information, I want you now to give us some of those tips, some of those things that we can do to to look after I, our breasts.
3: Turn I can't hear it. I can't hear. It. Sorry, um, Ray.
1: Yeah. Sorry, can you mute yourself? I just muted you again.
4: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. I was just saying that after we, when we come back, we do want you to talk about the, the healing process and all those kind of things um and then of course nicole's gonna give us some tips um and try and help us to become more healthy in that regard um and uh, ladies and then whatever questions you want to fire at them and give them a hard time feel free um to do that um and laverne we you know we need to know because i don't know what it's well, i do know what it's like but to be beside somebody that is going through this and being their friend and all this kind of stuff I mean, yeah. you know, what what do you say and what you don't say? Okay, you don't want to talk about death. You don't want to talk about you know all those kind of yeah. things. You don't you don't want to. That's it's, right. Yeah, that's one of, that's part of the healing
3: process it's as well. A, okay,
1: not talking about that it's okay. at all. And okay. And avoidance is good. Okay, so <laughs> we we will come back to to all three of you all after this break, and of course, the song is entitled "Things Have Changed," and uh, yeah. back on the other side off this music break wow
4: the way life used to be before it doesn't matter anymore
1: have changed and the song is by living sound um, here on Adventist Radio London I don't know about you guys but I'm proper in stunned mode I mean this is just Angela and Xenia well, I mean ah oh, French I mean really really um Jackie's lit up the airwaves uh people are commenting they're saying a few things um they're talking about your bravery Jackie and um, and the fact that uh, God is, is is has blessed you with that determination,
4: um,
1: and Nicole, you know, one of the things is is that you know, we we can't take this lightly um, because, you know, if we don't know our bodies and 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 we wake up in the morning with any kind of irregularity, we probably would never know. Uh, we probably will never never know, and and I think that's what's screaming out. Um, yeah. Uh, to me is that, you know, and with the rate, with the rate, of course, of men um, getting the thing as well, um, then I, I'm, I'm, I'm suggesting, Nicole, that you're suggesting that everybody take care of their body and know their body, men as well as women, yeah. in, 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 on this journey. Um, Jackie, um, what's happening now? Do you have cancer or don't you have cancer? Unmute yourself and talk to me. Is she there? Jackie, hello? Jackie? Hello? Yeah, good. Yes. good. Can you hear me, right? I can't hear you now. So what's happening okay. now? Do you have cancer or don't you have cancer? What are we um, looking at? No,
3: I I don't have cancer. Hallelujah! <laughs>
1: Hallelujah! <laughs> Hallelujah! Yes, Hallelujah.
3: I did everything possible not to get this, like... Cancer, I conformed with what they told me to do, mm-hmm. and that was take um, tamoxifen, tamox- tamoxifen. Mm-hmm. For five years, five years, I've had to take um, this tablet, one tablet a day. Okay. And, and that's because it was hormone related.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yes, mm-hmm. I had to take one tablet a day. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to take it because it was a chemical. And I read all the side effects. Sure. And he, the doctor kept saying, well, if you don't take it, you, you will, it will come back. You will get cancer again. Mm. So you have to take that tablet, take it for five years.
4: Mm
3: -hmm. Um, He, he, and I did read all the side effects as well. Mm -hmm. And, uh. I continued doing that, and at the same time, I, um, I, I, I went. I, I, didn't go to church for the first few months. Right. But because I lost my hair, mm-hmm. um, I was totally bald, and um, I, I, I then didn't want to go to church because there was a lot of changes. Yeah. Um, but my skin was glowing. Oh, basically, wow. yeah, it was glowing. And that chemo that I had was very strong. It was the strongest they had. Mm. They even had to tweet it down because um, a little bit. So, you know, because it was too strong for me. Sure. Um, and then I was given a boost of um, ho- uh, s- antibodies as well. I was given um, an injection. I would inject myself for two weeks. Um, that was to... Because what chemo does it kills all the blood cells yeah, and it. the good ones as mm, well, mm. and so you you keep reproducing but not probably at the rate
1: right of the
3: chemo. Um, you know, so yes, yeah, so I was I was I was given that. Plus, um, Laverne kept sending me um, rest, um, menus and uh, healthy diet um, plans and um, things that. Good for you, mm-hmm. um, and I then started to go, uh, you know, take up exercising, mm-hmm. um, because I, to be honest, Ray, I was determined not to have cancer again, not to go through that again ever.
1: Hallelujah, Hallelujah.
3: Yeah, so I did the the what I possibly can. Um, going back to when I was bored, I didn't want to. Um, I was embarrassed about going to church, even though they said that you can, they will supply you with wigs yeah. to wear.
4: Yeah.
3: Uh, so, I but I was a bit, um, I know the kind of wigs they will supply you with. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't one that I would
1: like. <laughs> Jackie, Jackie, are you, are you saying you were too proud to wear their wigs, Jackie?
3: Well, I've i, I didn't, never worn wigs. I always used to wear plaques or something. Right, and, extensions, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know they're artificial wigs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had a catalogue, and I looked through the catalogue, and I didn't see anything I liked. And um, <laughs> Laverne and Zadie mm-hmm. surprised me one day. They came in, and they bought this wig. They went to Halston and selected a really nice Wig
4: mm-hmm.
3: and um, Laverne shaved off what was left of of my hair and popped the wig on, and nobody knew that it wasn't my hair. Wow! And I started to feel more confident and go out
4: mm-hmm.
3: as well, um, as you know. And um, but one of the things um, I had to do was to change my wardrobe the reason why mm-hmm. um because i'd lost the, some weight um i had um i had a, a, a an illness called, um oh, i can't remember the name <laughs> um basically my iodine levels or my thyroxine levels had um, gone too high so i was having problems with my thyroid gland so okay. um, i'd lost some weight and um basically i i changed my wardrobe plus when you're going through um when you've had when you've got enforced menopause the symptoms are sweating yeah mm-hmm. and i was not used to that because this thing just came on and it would come on even if i'm standing still i would just be pouring with sweat. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I had to um, change my way of dressing, basically wearing um, vests and then a long, thin, very long, thin cardigan um, Mm -hmm. I would buy. And I would get several colours
1: of those. Summer clothes in in the winter. Mm
3: -hmm. Summer clothes in the winter. (laughs) (laughs) And then I would... In the winter, I would be pouring with sweat, and I I kind of like looked hideous as well, you know.
1: No. Um, no, there's there's, there's they say there's forty million people going through it at the same time <laughs> in this country. So so yeah. you're okay, you're okay. Okay,
3: <laughs> and and in the summer, right, it was horrible. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I would end up in Iceland, um, looking through mm. the, uh, you know, lifting the. Um, you
1: know, buying <laughs> things that I didn't
3: need in the freezer, in the because freezer. just because it was
1: nice and cold. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and let me just say, for those listening around the world, she didn't mean she went to Iceland. There is a store yeah. in the UK called was, Iceland, yes, and, uh, and she
4: she would go in there and
1: open the freezer so that yes. she would be cooled down. Yeah, I would cool down. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Right. You just you just um, gave you just gave about twenty million women it, uh, oh uh, no. a tip,
3: a tip. <laughs> <laughs> an idea. <laughs> i should sign a d- disclaimer or something i think you should I? man
1: you could be rich either that or, I- or iceland iceland could give you a copyright issue <laughs> Go yes ahead. that's it that's right mm.
3: yes um yeah I, I you know i tried my best right to do as much as i can mm. for myself um and uh you, you, you know, when you are faced with cancer, you've got no alternative but to deal yeah, with it. Yeah. And for five years, I've had to uh, try and be clear of um, cancer. And it, it, it's very frightening uh, whenever you go for that um, mammogram yeah. because you just don't know what they would find. Plus, um, I had... Um, an, chemotherapy plus um, an operation okay. as well. A major operation I had um, because what they, they did, they had to um, cut around a, a wide girth around where the cancer, you know, yeah. the remainder of the cancer. Um, and, you know, I wanted them to make sure that every cell was gone,
4: mm.
3: basically. So mm. the wider the girth, the better. Yeah, uh, the um, you know, the chances. Yeah. and plus I had radiotherapy, mm. and um, and yes, um, wow. and after that, that was a whole year taken out of your life. Amazingly, it goes quite quickly, but um, when it came, whilst I was on chemo, I, I didn't eat as much as I used to because food and drinks, they taste like um, almost nothing, like concrete. It feels like concrete in your mouth. So, um, y- you know, because everything is sensitive in your, in your body. Um, but uh, I, y- you know, I made sure that I did a lot of exercise and yeah. things and yeah. spiritually, spiritually. Yeah. That helped me quite a lot. Mm. And I remember one of the things you said, Ray Patrick, um, to me when we met up, Laverne and yourself, and we all, we, we all met up and um, I said something, because I was looking after my mum and I was uh, a bit worried about my mum mm-hmm. being on her own. Yes, I remember, um, yes. Uh, yeah, mm. and you said, you've got cancer. Yeah, you're worrying about your mom.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that that was bizarre to me, man. That that you're yeah. the, you're you're the one that's, that's that's facing death's door, so to speak. But you're worried yes. about mom. I'm i just... still,
3: and I'm worried about my mom. Yeah. And that never ever left me. And I was wondering <laughs> now why is that? <laughs> so, and then I knew that God then is looking after me. That's right, hundred mm-hmm. percent. He's looking after me, mm-hmm. and therefore, I had the responsibility caring for my mother because she needed me at mm-hmm. the time so um and then you know i i went through it but you have to have also a support system where you have someone that can you can talk to yeah. um and that you can relate to as well and uh, i I had Laverne to do that. Yeah. Um, I would talk to her for hours and hours and she would listen, even though the subject was um, depressing. But mm. I would try and talk about things that were um, not death. If anything to do with death, I basically Avoid would it. move away from mm-hmm. because it was something um, I wanted to live. I yeah. didn't want to die. Hallelujah, And so... Um, one of the scriptures that i i i remember basically, if i felt very very depressed or very low i would i would um read out isaiah fifty three yeah um and I would read that out and it would ma- instantly make make me feel much better yeah. and also another scripture um, i will not um i will not die it's in psalms one of the mm-hmm. David Psalms um, in one one nine. I can't remember the other numbers. Mm-hmm. Psalms one one nine. I shall, I shall not die, but live. But live, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I would read that and say that to myself. Mm-hmm. So it was something that you have to have faith that you are not going to die. Yeah. You are going to live. Yeah,
1: yeah. Hallelujah. And that's the bottom line. Hallelujah. Um, Oh, uh, you know this it, is deep um, you had surgery um, it, they removed the, the, everything that to, to do with cancer they sounded yes. like they grabbed everything um, yeah you you didn't have to lose your breasts no um, that was uh, I was
3: uh, Ray Patrick I was so happy mm. um, because I was actually sitting next to very young girls that had to lose their breast Mm. um and also there were people at uh, our church we were they were dropping down with cancer yeah very um young mothers with Mm. children Mm. dying of
1: cancer
3: Mm. and that was very scary to me
1: yeah very scary yeah um yeah so but we praise god we praise god um ladies anything you want to say before we go to nicole What's on your mind?
2: Um Jackie, what what was the most difficult part of this? What what required your faith most um to get through this? Was it the chemo? Or- um, um
3: yes, I think basically after having the chemo, I still some some sometimes um after having um a dream or a vision that the cancer had shrunk. To a size of a pea. I think that was when everything knit, knitted together. And I knew that, hey, you know, I'm not going to die. I'm going to live. Yes. And, and, and what also got me through was being positive. I cannot emphasize that it, it was being positive, although there are people that have cancer around you and they want to talk about it but when you've been through most of it and you're recuperating and you meet someone you want to help them as much as you can and say look don't worry you know just be positive i cannot emphasize that um because that has a lot to do with your your mindset um and also to i know some people there they might not be um, uh, they might not be Christians or or, or have uh, or you know or have a faith, but it does help if you do. Mm. Um, you know, have faith and mm. have something or someone as well to something to believe in,
1: yeah.
3: um, and 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 something to look forward to.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Angie, any, anything?
3: I was going to ask
5: and I was going to ask a similar sort of question. But you mentioned obviously that having a—it's really important to have a really good support network. And Obviously, yeah. we've got Laverne on, um, on with us today. Um, so, Laverne, so I was going to start say two questions really. What was the support like outside of your own network? So, in terms of your healthcare support, and I'm saying this because actually I have no idea at all. You know what kind yes. of support were they offering you? And then it was the next question was to Laverne as to, you know, what are the sort of tips to help support someone who could be going through to
3: that? So one to Jacqueline and then one to Laverne. Um, and okay. that sort of support you have there. Yes. Yeah. Well, the doctors and nurses, um, they were quite good as well. Um, but they would only offer make making sure that you turned up to your um, appointments <laughs> yes mm-hmm. and and that was key and when i had um when i was going through the last part of my treatment which was um radiotherapy um you you know they would supply you with uh, basically instead of going up there yourself uh, they would mm-hmm. send a taxi for me mm-hmm. and uh one back yeah everything paid for um and things and and they would give you leaflets and tell you what uh you know to have a, a make sure that you have a proper meal every day um don't miss appointments from your gp um and i i think i think um Did you access any other support, sort of support organisations at all? There is one support organisation, and um, it's called Macmillan's. um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, Macmillan's nurses. Mm -hmm. However, I didn't need to access them. Hmm. Yes, because they, I well, I did, but they gave me lots of leaflets. So I read all the leaflets. You know, I went through Hmm. them like crazy. And um there was I'm not saying that they 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 aren't helpful, but at that time I um didn't need them, didn't need them at that time
4: mm.
3: um uh, because they they actually suggested buying a, a wig and buying um you know not buying but supplying me with a wig mm. and what you can do to make yourself look nice um and Laverne, she did that for me. She bought me a wig, Laverne and Zadies with you know. Um, and I read all the leaflets, most of the leaflets they gave me, which they 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 would offer financial support as well. They have that to offer um, if you're, you know, if you need things and you can't afford to buy it, no, that's, uh, that's financial support they would offer. Yeah. Um, but, um I didn't actually, at that time needed, needed any help from them as much. You know I'm not saying that it's not necessary by all means, mm. um, because I know they do a great job, McMillan. Um, but for me, I didn't um, I was fortunate not to um, use them. you know, I, I didn't have to use them. Mm. um and also they have limited resources so not necessary not having to use them um you know if i was to say oh i'm just going to use them because they're there and yeah of course. it mm. didn't make sense to me yeah you know yeah
5: okay so this is where you're you talk about your and your friends um stepped in so laverne tell us how you know you tell a little bit about how you supported um, Jacqueline through this, but what kind of things and tips would you say for our listeners to kind of say if anybody's going through this, you know, as a friend or family member, how you can support yeah. them effectively? Yeah. Well,
6: can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the first things I did, myself and our friend Sadie and Jackie's cousin, we prayed and fasted when she got her diagnosis. Mm-hmm diagnosis we all prayed and fasted and what was ironic was the three of us got given the same scripture we were praying and fasting and that was isaiah 53 oh, the text it. that says by his stripes
1: you are healed you are you healed, are healed.
6: Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we knew she was going to be healed
4: from mm-hmm.
6: baby in particular was absolutely convinced that jackie was going to make it through this and so we had that hope which Jackie spoke about, without that hope, without that positivity, and without that faith, um, the healing process is tremendously hindered, I think. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I yeah, think yeah. that there's an added bonus to having a faith and to, to being, a, being able to pray to God and, 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 and look to the scriptures for answers. Um, In terms of practical support, I was always available to get to her if she needed me. We were on the phone a lot. She mentioned that. We spend hours on the phone. Um, And moral support is very important, even if you can't offer practical support, just being there on the other end of the phone um, to just listen and be there. Um, You know, those are the practical things that we could do, attending chemotherapy sessions without... With a, you know, um, and hospital appointments, just being there mm. is the best you can do for a friend in such a situation. Mm.
1: And yeah. let me say, let me say, um, um, you know, um, Laverne reached out to me um, and asked for prayer, um, yeah. and anointing, and all mm. the things that we know to do uh, from a spiritual yeah. standpoint, and you know. It, I remember um, talking to Jackie. I mean, we had dinner at my place, and we sat down. Yes. And oh, yes.
3: yeah. Yeah. No. It's, it's overdue. It's overdue, by
1: the way. It's overdue, by the way. Um, I'm just saying. No, that. No. Um, we didn't
6: do any cooking. Uh, we did all the cooking. Yeah, wait, that's,
1: uh, why, why? are you putting it out there like that?
3: well we're, we're supposed to be on his side, but that's kind overdue.
1: But but anyway, anyway. Oh,
3: he provided carrot juice. I remember that. <laughs> Uh, and hospitality and uh, anyway <laughs> yeah.
1: and, and my, my, my hospitality is great um,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> but um, but but no we did we did all what scripture told us to do um, yeah. and had faith in the process and yeah. and and Nicole you know and, I, I know you you gotta you, you gotta comment on this because so many people have a lot of things that Jackie should have been doing. You know, we all have all of these things in our heads that you need. Know, you to change your diet and become a vegan. You change your diet, and, and 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 you know, we we she gets. I mean, anybody suffering with cancer will get a million things from a million people as to what they need to be doing. Um, but Jackie was clear that spiritually, she was going to up the spiritual ante. And then the the when it comes to the doctor, she was going to follow what they told her to do, even though they went sideways on one thing. She was going to follow them, but she was going to trust in the vision that this thing was going to come a pee and it was going to go away. And Isaiah 53 was going to, was the prophecy um, that she was leaning on in Jesus' name. So Nicole, talk to us, please, um, about some of the things, uh, ways that that, that we. We can look after ourselves, man, or at least if we even if we find out that there is a lump, some of the things that we need to do to, just, just give us information. Nah, I, I, you ain't got long, so go ahead. <laughs> oh, well,
0: <laughs> so, the first thing is we have to make room, we have to start making room in our day, in our ag- agenda, in our schedule for us. Mm. So, reduction of stress levels, reduction of stress, reduction of stress. It is proven that there is a Correlation between stress levels and health issues, particularly can- cancers. Yes. Yeah. So, reduction of stress That's is number right. one. Of course, what we put in, inclusive of the people that we hang around, so if you know you have stressful people in your life, hey. are toxic, you have to change your diet from that perspective as well. We also have to include a little bit of exercise or some fitness. And I would absolutely also say we need to also have good support systems in general, good relationships, positive stimulants around us. Every environment that we choose that we make space in should be stimulating in a positive way. Triggering should be a positive trigger if there was such a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So really, it's about trying to live, doing our best to live a wholesome life. Mm. You don't have to cut out anything radically unless it's clinically improper for you, but reduce, reduce intake. And, you know, that's that's one of the reasons particularly why it's also important to have the dialogues early with young women, with girls, with Mm. families, Mm. because it's really an inclusive conversation. Until we understand the value of an inclusive conversation we are not going to be doing the right thing around advocacy for health. Mm. So again, you know, those conversations are supposed to have in it that whole thing around you can you I, I am here you know I, everybody has a level for so I me mean, but don't tap into the level because we might be feeling we're imposing mm-hmm. we have to understand there's always a compassionate person in our corner somewhere the other thing I want to say is you know it's it's important and Jack and I commend you because our healthcare system in the world and medical science has gotten to the point where we could live yeah. We could live once we go through the right processes mm-hmm. and we don't have the risks involved in that, that experience with the, cl- the clinical trial that clearly some, some things were missed. But outside of that, we have such well-trained doctors, yeah. such well-trained surgeons that we don't have to worry about that. Mm. And then I'm putting in my part of the room, my role here too, because <laughs> when I understood that we, we're not talking to our girls enough, I started building tools. These are tools to tell girls, hey, take care of your body while you're developing. So we look mm. at the girl and we say to her, these are the things and we build the education. We look at the woman who's aging. We say, okay, this is the tool that we'll do for you. So again, we build education Beautiful. for different communities. And so again, it's inclusive and and it kind of helps it to stick mm. because sometimes we're like, oh, You know what? I don't have the time, but if we make the time, we'll recognize as well that we the conversations become easier. We could speak about it with ease and with less fear, yeah, and more inclusively. Mm. So, so that's my role, and you know, particularly, I like the fact that you had conservation. um, Your your breast was. you didn't have to do a full mastectomy so that breast conservation surgery is important yes. it helps with dignity it really helps with dignity because that's 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 one of the things that is really a hard discussion to have with women hair loss breast removal
4: mm-hmm.
0: body changing mm-hmm. and particularly again you know you had to change your wardrobe sometimes it's traumatic for women Mm. After diagnosis and surgery to have to change the wardrobe, because now it means that you have to now. besides the cost, you have to now adapt to what your, your, your gait, your body frame, everything about you has now adjusted to. Yeah. So that adaptation or that adjustment sometimes is also a little challenging. And then, of course, you have the insensitivity of humanity Boy. who might see you in public and say, "Oh my God!" Especially if they're West Indian. Oh God, I guess i was skinny. We don't understand boundaries. So you know, there's so many layers to mm-hmm. that dignity mm-hmm. and that experience.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: That Jacqueline, keep it up. Keep up. All of the things you're doing because you're doing them right. Mm-hmm. Laverne, thank you. Thank you for being. Uh-huh. That sister friend because we all need one I, I always encourage women you know when you're going for your, your, your diagnostics and everything go with somebody take somebody with you and if they can't if they don't have a laverne I am the laverne I jump in the car and I say I'm coming to take you or I'm coming with
1: you yeah yeah you know amazing yeah. advice there um, Nicole would you you know would you recommend um um you know, making drastic changes at that time. You know, a lot of people respond um, to what the, the diagnosis of cancer by saying, "I got to do this," and I got, and they make a, a major, uh, a lot of sweeping changes. Their body's already changing, and then they make a, a bunch of. Is is that recommended, or is it a case of um, slow changes, good change, or or or, or focus change? Is what it
0: requires at. focus change, because mm. in some instances, it varies so much for some people.
4: Yeah.
0: And also, we have to remember that, you know, our physiology is such that if it is that our diagnosis requires us to, re- you know, eliminate something by way of a clinical diagnosis, we have no choice. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, I have been doing this for two decades I have worked with some women who've been diagnosed twice with breast cancer. There's one particular woman who's diagnosed three times with breast cancer. You only have two breasts, right? Mm-hmm. How did that happen? Right. So, I mean, when, you, when, when I you know, engage with women like those, and they've entrusted me with their healing and their journey, particularly because their surgeons have recommended me, one of the interesting things is that, you know, a lot of these women, they have absolutely what we will consider regular lifestyles they -hmm. still have a glass of wine they Mm -hmm. still go you know Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. again it really depends on Mm -hmm. one your diagnosis Mm -hmm. two your propensity to the risk the adversity of risk that you have your levels of risk and then of course that whole re-emerging and when you start re-emerging again which is where i i enjoy you know engaging with that woman you can now decide i want to wear the nicest neckline i want to embrace going out to the beach more often. Mm-hmm. You know, so at that point women can make some decisions. And sometimes those radical decisions that you just ask about, sometimes it's like, you know what? I am going to have fun every day of my life now because <laughs> I deny myself a fun. So sometimes that radical change mm-hmm. is not necessarily consumption of, you know, putting something in your in your in your diet that is that mm-hmm. is going to be consumed and eaten. It might be a whole behavioral change, which is important. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, I have one particular client who she, she did twice. She did two mastectomies over the years. And uh, she's the biggest party animal. And one of the main carnival events, you will see her at that carnival event, rain or shine. You will also see her in church <laughs> worshiping, but you will see her having a great time. And this week I posted on, on Facebook, on social media. An annual event that we've had for the last decade. Mm-hmm. And I posted pictures from it from years ago. I think it was from like one of the events in twi- 2010, I think. Mm-hmm. And she was in one of the pictures, you know, and the smiley laugh that the two of us were sharing was just infectious. And that's the thing, you know. So when you start thinking about what needs to be reduced, yeah. the main thing to reduce is the negativity and the toxicity
1: Yeah,
0: and take on a, a strong, Overdose of
1: happiness, <laughs> yeah, a strong
0: overdose OD. of joy.
1: Od on happiness. <laughs> <laughs> OD. And
0: good people, and good people around you. Yeah, good yeah, energy.
1: Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. And and please, brethren, don't spend time, uh huh, talking more about the devil than you talk <laughs> about God. Uh, because a lot of us, when we get the diagnosis of anything bad, we we spend a good decade talking about the devil did this, and the devil did this, and the devil. Bedrin, you better talk about your God, because Mm -hmm. your God is bigger than anything the enemy can throw at you, and the more you lift him up, he will draw all men onto himself. Hallelujah. And that's how the folk were healed in the wilderness, is when they lifted up uh, Christ. Hallelujah. Um, Let me just say this um a couple things have come in happy sabbath pastor ray talking point amazing and talking point team amazing testimony jackie um keep being strong next one says you have been through an extremely difficult journey god is in control and uh and so jackie that's the encouragement that we give to you today uh, from a couple of our listeners. I'm turning over to Angela and Xenia. Um what's going through your minds as we wrap up our show today?
2: Well I don't know if this is a question to close, but um maybe it opens up a whole other uh, <laughs> subject. Go ahead. Um, man. <laughs> but it's something I've always wanted to know. How Nicole, how do we get our men to support our women through oh, this Oh Lord have so, Um
1: Have mercy. Zenia Zenia. Zenia Zenia <laughs> Sorry, but
2: I, I just want to know because the men out there and you know, their wives have come home, and, you know, their mother, their sister, their auntie, their daughters, and um, they're struggling with this and they're left like, you know, theirs in a the headlight. Um, how can they support the women in their lives who are going through um, cancer, but particularly breast cancer?
0: Well, we have a good example in post so that's a good start. So, we can get, we can ask Pastor Ray to become part of our advocacy community. Amen. Because that helps. One of the things I have discovered and I have found is that I have had sons call to say to me, My mother had a mastectomy or was diagnosed with breast cancer or is about to do, excuse me, surgery, and I need you to be part of the intervention and to be part of her surgical team. I've had husbands call and say my wife was diagnosed and the doctor recommended you or a friend recommended you. I have also had fathers call to say my daughter, her body is developing and we need you to talk to her about her body, her breasts. So again, we do have the men that have taken a lot of interest in the conversation. Now, the other thing is this because fear is really a human condition, many times the only reason that men really don't get involved just as much is because if you think a woman is afraid, a man is even more afraid. Mm -hmm. And guess what he's afraid of? He has seen his mother breastfeed him. He has seen that nurturing, and he sees breasts as a body part that not just and I'm not saying that it's trivializing it in any sure. way, but it not as just now been diagnosed as being having an ailment that you know requires it to be removed or, or have any kind of surgical intervention or procedure. He now sees that loss of her femininity mm-hmm. and is afraid. Fear is so embedded that he wants to cower. And sometimes the woman is so much stronger and the man in her life at that point. So what we have to do is reassure our men, reassure our boys. When I build education programming and I go into corporate spaces or anywhere, grassroots in the village, wherever I go to deliver my education and the tools that we've designed, I ask for the men to be in the room. I ask for the boys to be in the room. I ask for the CEOs to be in the room. There's a corporate program that we do where One The the first year I did it for the corporate, many, many moons ago, it was actually a man in leadership at the organization that asked me to come in to speak to his entire team. And the interesting thing in the machismo world of the Caribbean male is that a lot of these men, you saw them literally sliding into their chairs and (laughs) almost caving in because I said the word breast, mm-hmm. because I'm speaking openly about breasts, because I'm talking about the anatomy. And, you know, I, I am like, you know, you, you're the same fellas who, when you're talking about this in your, in your own space, yeah, you're comfortable, yeah. Yeah. you know? But again, I'm saying all of that to say, our conversations must be inclusive. They must also be kind. And when I go into that educational space to deliver our education material, I I reduce the fear by treating the conversation differently.
4: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: So so your question, I hope I've answered it, but it's really about an inclusive, kind, but very, very detail oriented conversation that reassures everybody in
1: the process. Interesting. Angelo, what's Thanks. on your mind? What's on your mind?
5: I guess, again, you know, it's one of those kind of programs where we've had a testimony from Jacqueline and, you know, support with That's really inspirational. Um, and so I hope, you know, people hearing that will kind of be able to say, you know, take faith and be positive or what have you. But I think the key thing really is to really be educated. And as Nicole has been highlighting, you know, be open to conversations, get to know yourself talk to other people. Don't be afraid to have those conversations. We often talk on point about being real. Mm. I think it is about being that because these are real things that impact anybody and everybody, you know, there's no respect for persons at the end of the day. So, you know, it's about getting educated. There are lots of organisations out there. I mean, if you go on the Cancer Research UK website, they have a whole section on breast cancer and lots Mm. of organisations that support you there. Um, So get yourself educated, read up about things and know about yourself. And if you do feel worried about something, Go and get it checked out. You know, get into the habit of regularly checking your your breasts. Yeah. Um, And if you're not sure about something, better get it checked out rather than just leave it because early diagnosis is often the key. So, Mm. you know, really about education and education from a young age as well. Yeah. Yes. And ultimately, Nicole said, being kind. Sorry, Nicole, go ahead. No, go ahead. That's okay. And I was was (laughs) just going to highlight, echo what you said about being kind to each other and supportive because about having a support network and really make
0: Mm. And I want to also remind us and remind the world that men are also diagnosed with breast cancer. So it's also important to have the conversation around risk, around risk factors Mm. and around susceptibility. Mm.
4: Mm.
0: Who is that candidate? Mm. What does that candidate look Look like? like. That candidate long ago had a profile. Mm. That Mm -hmm. candidate no longer has the profile that stood out long ago. You see as the stereotype anymore, mm. but having having the determination that Jacqueline has, and and understanding the value of early detection, regardless right. or detection. You know, our self checks are important. Mm. Don't wait until oh my god, let me go and verify yeah. in another year because that's my annual medical. Mm. If it feels uncomfortable and it makes you uncomfortable we don't want to live with discomfort we're gonna get we're gonna get to the root of it
1: yeah great great guys we have to run um laverne laverne give me a, a sentence um that you want to share with our listeners today what what is what have you learned from this experience
6: um just two words come into my mind and that's trust god
1: yeah Trust God. You know,
6: whose report shall you believe?
1: Yeah. That's a big word. Yeah. Yeah, whose yeah. report, Brethren. Yeah. God That's says right. by your stripe <laughs> by his stripes you're healed.
2: By, and yeah. then
1: Jackie Amen. Jackie, what about you? Um yeah. you you've been through it. What what is I know it's hard to put in yeah. a sentence. What do you want to tell our listeners? Um well
3: there's quite a few things. But,
1: <laughs> we have um, we, we have three right, minutes. The
3: main, okay, the main thing is um if 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 it's uncomfortable if it's not so if you know if you feel that hey hang on a second that wasn't there last week or yesterday get it checked out early detection is key yeah it's key that's the only because then you have to say to yourself it might not be nothing it might not be anything yeah but then again, it could be something. Yeah. What have you got to lose? Yeah. By having it checked out. Yeah. Yes?
1: Wonderful, wonderful, uh, wonderful. Um, I stick, think that's key. Yeah. Stick a pin there. Um, Candice is on Facebook, and uh, she's written a biography on Facebook. So I'm just going to read one section. Uh, she says, "Hi, uh, the family of ARL. Um, so good to see you." She says, "Cancer says can." and um and we can overcome bitterness anger regret stress unforgiveness low self-esteem are contributors to illness as well as as well and she's saying she agrees with what we're saying here on the platform and she says hi to nicole as well well guys um i don't know what to say except for let's have a word of prayer for those who may be struggling with this disease as of now and then we're going to play the song to go out and based upon what nicole says i agree fear is a liar and we're going to play that um, to go out today father we just want to thank you so much for jackie Thank you for sparing her life. Thank you for the miracle of not only spirituality, but also, Lord, the doctors and all the other people that you inspired, Laverne, to be a part of her space during this difficult journey. I pray, Lord, you will continue to heal all of those. I might not continue, just heal all of those that are going through what she went through. And those, Lord, who may be... Uh, Their cancer may be aggressive and they may have a time to live. Lord, today I pray that they will get hope beyond hope, knowing that the God whom they serve still can work miracles. We're so glad that Jackie is a walking miracle. We thank you for the work that Nicole is doing and for the blessing she's been to many um, across the world. And I pray that you will give her a long life and, and give her wisdom. I pray, Lord, that men and women, Will be touched and moved and be aware of the importance of looking after their health. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 And amen. Nicole, how can we get hold of you? How can we see what's going on in your on your platforms? Real quick, give us some information.
0: Social media, Miss Braffit, M S dot B-R-A-F-I-T, that's on Facebook.
1: <laughs> Braffit. Um, <laughs>
0: Sorry. Yes.
1: I didn't mean to laugh like also, that. Sorry.
0: Also on uh, Instagram, she knows breast.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, on my website, we have a website, missprophet.com. And then there's also nicolejosephchin.com. Okay. So I can be found with direct messaging on Facebook or on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm out there in the social media space. As well as
1: on the web. All right, great guys. You take care. Thank you so much, Jackie LaVerne, Nicole, oh, and thank you. the Talking point team. Thank you so much. Uh, let's do this. God bless thank, thank you, everyone. Before they get ready.
0: Adventist Radio London: Inspiration for the song.